Welcome to Journey to Eternity. I am your host, Paul Lowe. We have an exciting program for you today where we'll get filled up with the Holy Spirit. Let's get started. All right. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon if you're on the internet. And good afternoon, Las Vegas. And as always, we're going to go ahead and give God honor by opening up in prayer. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for this time that we have today, Lord. As you watched over us as we slept through the night, Lord, you woke us up and we have a chance to get it right again today. And we thank you. We ask that you bless our listening audience and all those who are involved with making KKVV operate and function properly according to your perfect will. And we just ask that you bless all those who have a ministry on this uh, radio station and those who are thinking about it, Lord. Just bless them. And we thank you. We ask that you bless all those involved. And we just give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. All right. How you doing, Reverend? Well, praise God, Minister Paul. I'm doing just fine. Praise God. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Man, this is like the last couple of days. I've just been tired. I don't know what's going on. It's like I could sleep for like six or seven weeks, <laughs> man. But I am up and ready and rolling. So it's a good thing. How's the weather there where you're at? Well, right here in San Pedro, it seems like it's pretty nice. Awesome. Awesome. And it's hot here, as usual. We think we're around 115, 114 a day. So it's a hot one. So just be careful. Stay hydrated if you happen to live here in Las Vegas and if you're listening, get into some shades or get in somewhere that has a air-conditioned room or turn the air conditioning on in your vehicle and listen in comfort. And with that being said, we're going to go ahead and do a few announcements. One is uh, we have our website up for the Elite Christian Ministries. I'll keep putting that out until that becomes one of your household names and words. Elite Christian Ministry, you can go there, elitechristianministries.org. Look around. There's a link that goes to KKVV website and search on its website. And you can see uh, the posting that goes on. And there's also a prayer line. So uh, there's a, I checked that um, Matter of fact, I forgot to check it this week, but I'll get back and check it, and I'll have all the prayer requests. I'll bring them in uh, next week, and we can pray over those in our ministry before we get started. And if you have a special request, just go to their website. That's ElitChristianMinistries.org. Type in, uh, there's one that uh, says it's a tab for prayer. Click on that, and then you can put in your prayer request, and uh, we'll get right to it, and we'll... We had prayer going all week, and then I'll make sure that it's also prayed over on the radio. And also, if you like what you hear and you would like to get a copy, you can call our awesome producer at this number. Locally, it's area code 702-650-5588. That's area code 702-650-KKVV. And if you happen to be in the area where you can get Wi-Fi or Internet, you could type this into your URL bar. That's at the top of your screen where you see the little lock. And you can type in kkvv.com. That's kilo, kilo, victor, victor.com. And if you have a phone that's not so smart and you don't like technology that much, then here's a number where you can get the people to listen in. 
And it's area code 605-313-0630. Yes, area code 605-313-0630. And I think that's about it. You got anything to add, Reverend? No, Minister Paul, you did excellent as usual. Praise God, praise God. And so we're going to get right into our lesson because it seems like time just starts to fly. And we're going to go ahead and get, tell them what we're talking about today, which is we are in the study and the book of Ephesians. So we are in the book of Ephesians. We're in chapter 2. And with that being said, I'll probably let you go ahead and do just a quick recap. And I got my marker all ready to go. But um, it's just awesome. If you missed the first couple, I've also posted on the Elite Christian Ministries webpage. And you can uh, take a listen there or go to EliteChristianMinistries.wordpress.com. And you can also take a listen there or call in and get a copy. Uh, We'd like to hear from you. And uh, it's the book of Ephesians, chapter 2. And I'm going to turn it over to the Reverend, who I know got a good scripture to get us started. Amen. Thank you, Minister Paul. You got it. Just before we get into the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 8, mm-hmm. let me share something out of the book of Hebrews, chapter uh, 4, and verse because it leads into what we're talking about today. Awesome. And it's a very wonderful verse, and it's very inspiring as well, because you got a lot and many types of religion out there in society. you got a lot of different beliefs out there. you got a lot of different religions out there. And the challenge we have, are we going to select the, the correct one? Mm. One that really going to offer salvation. That's good. To be delivered from the sins that we were born into. And so this particular verse here, Minister Paul, and the listeners, and it's very clear as far as what we know and what we preach. Okay. Here, Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 says it. He says, neither is there a salvation in any other. So that eliminates all the different religions out there. Now, people have the right to believe what they desire to believe. We cannot tell them that, you you know, that it's wrong for you to believe this is what they believe, and this is what they practice. But according to the Scripture, it says, Neither is salvation in any other. There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Hmm. Now, that should challenge anybody. At least they should be open to at least listen to the challenge that the scripture gives us. Now, just because we preach this, that doesn't mean they're going to change. They're going to stick with what they believe, and they have every right. But remember, if even though what they believe, and when they find out that they are wrong, they're going to find out they're going to be standing at the white throne of judgment. Amen. Out that they made the wrong decision, even after hearing the truth, after hearing the simple gospel and what it does for all of us. No other name. No other name. And people will use different religions or different denominations, whatever it is, but there is no other name but Jesus. Yes. You know? And I think that the most profound statement, one of the most profound statements, when Jesus made a statement that no man comes unto the Father except by me. Come on now. So with those two clear statements, Yes. and I'm trusting that Jesus is the Son of God, he was the one that was sent here to the earth, and he's letting us know very clearly that no one can enter or visit the Father without going through hell. Mm. Now, people have challenges by trying to go around him, under him, or over him, but you got to come through hell. 
Hey, Reverend, I got a question for you. Yes. Which I'm quite sure is on the lips of a lot of our listeners. Um, <clears throat> we hear so many times, like people and even very famous people make a statement such as there has to be another way. And then you get all these different variations. Can you help our listeners out a little bit that might have that same question? There's got to be another way. There's no way there has to be one way to God. That can't possibly be. There's got to be another way. Well, what happens there, Minister Paul, by you making the, making a reference to that, it comes back to the old scripture. Mm-hmm. Not to your own understanding. Woo! Simple as that. That's good. If you lean to your own understanding, this is what you believe. And then if your belief is wrong, then you, we're going to have to pay the consequences. Yes, sir. Amen. So, so that's what they're doing. They lean to their understanding. They go by what they sense, what they believe, or what they feel. That's right. But see, we're not talking about feeling. We're not talking about what we believe. We're only stating what the Scripture says. That's right. And so we stick with the Scripture. We can't go wrong. That's right. You know, e- either we're going to go to heaven or we're not going to go. That's right. And the only way I know that we... We'll go to heaven. We have to come through Jesus. We have to do exactly what what we have to confess Him as our Lord and Savior. If you don't make no confession, Jesus is your Lord and Savior. That you know, I don't want to disappoint anybody. I don't want to step on their toes. But only thing I can say very boldly: You will not go to heaven. Amen. Now, let me back up for a moment. But they will have the opportunity to go to heaven, and that's when they stand at the white throne judgment. Mm. So they will get a chance to go to heaven. It's mm. only to go there to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Takes yeah. very few seconds. They're gonna bow their knee into the lake of fire. They go. But that's wow. So I'm glad you asked the question. Hopefully, we sort of gave you understanding. Yes, yes, and you know, and uh, I just want to say on top of that, don't look at riches because someone may be rich or have a lot of material possessions on this earth that they're special or they're blessed. That has nothing to do with it. And some people think, well, hey, I made it this far and look at all the millions or billions or whatever I have. And, you know, I can say these things and then you go, well, they must be right because they have all this and that. That's not a good indicator or don't lean, don't let the enemy deceive you by those riches because God also tells us it's, it's going to be harder for a rich man to get through the gates of the heaven. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to go through the gates of heaven. So you have to make sure that you're studying the word and get into the word and understand that Jesus is that only way. And that and that's straight out of scripture. Amen. And, and knowing that, then, as Paul, I add something a little extra to what you just said. Mm-hmm. And this is something that Jesus told a story about a rich man. Yes. See, money becomes their God. Uh-oh. Here we That's go. What they live for. They, they think they set the example of their riches, and they're only enjoying the pleasure for a season. Yes. And here he talks about the rich man, and, and thank God, you know, we don't criticize rich folks. They use their wisdom to glorify the Lord who helped them get to be rich. Mm-hmm. They want to take it upon themselves. I did it because I was smart. I had the skills. I had the talent. So that might be true. But you have all these things without Christ. Yes. And then you get back to the substance. And here at, over in the book of Luke chapter 16, and Jesus tells a very story, uh, uh, effective story. And he talked about in verse number 19, there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple, fine linen, 
and he fared sumptuously every day. So he dressed well, he looked well, he had all the money to show that he was rich. Yep. Then you go to the next verse, and he said there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was mm. laid at his gates full of thorns. Mm. He was a rich man and a sick man. Ooh. At least the sick man knew that he needed some grace, and he acknowledged that he is a sinner and, and end up in Abraham's bosom. That's right. Where did the rich man go? Very clear. The rich man, verse 21, he ate the best food, he enjoyed the best things, and then Jesus gets in verse 22, and he says this, and he says, and it came to pass, like in life, everything comes to pass. We are born into this earth, and it, and it comes to pass that one day we're going to leave. No question about it. So he goes in verse uh, 22 and says uh, very clearly, and it came to pass that the beggar died. You know, we're going to die, you know, if Jesus don't come back. The beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. Nice. He said the rich man also died and was buried. Look, look at the difference. Ain't no angel carried him no way. All he know, he died and went on to hell. <laughs> Ain't that nice? We got an escort there, cousin. That's right. <laughs> oh! You gave him an escort to Abraham's bosom. Yes. And today, under the New Testament, you get angels who give you an escort to heaven. That's right. That's Come nice. So, a person without Christ, you don't get no escort. That's right. All you're going to do is, man, I'm in darkness. Lord, please give me another chance. It's too late. You have the opportunity when you can really make a, a decision where you really want to go. Amen. So, so that's a little bit of the highlights when you talk about what happens. As a matter of fact, let me add verse 23, and this is what happens. Yes, sir. Listen to the conversation. See, Jesus is revealing this. This is not just a story. He's telling an event that took place. And then in verse 26, and in hell. He didn't say out there somewhere floating. Mm-mm. He made a direct place where this person went. He says, and in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment. See if Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. Mm. You mad? He says, "Man, this man here was a. Be- I mean, I didn't treat him right. I let him eat the food that fell from the table, and you know, he ate like you know the crumbs like a dog and all that. Now he's howling for help. That's right. And the only help that he wanted at that particular time, he said, "Man, send Lazarus that he may dip his finger in some in some water and cool my tongue." Woo! Now you can tell me. I all I can tell folks, hell is no place of pleasure. There is no parting. There is no fun. It's only a place of torment. Yep. And if you choose that place, you're going to end up suffering for all eternity. That's right. Wisdom is, because we're talking about grace, you get the opportunity to change course if you want to. That's God right. can't force you. God can't make you. He only can inspire you. But if you choose to deny that, then you are left with the decision you made. That's right. The this part, I think that was question that you was asking and so we saw we saw the history of that that's right and uh see now we can go into verse back to ephesians chapter two so we laid the foundation we want to be truthful we want to be factual based on what we know that's in the scripture yes sir we don't want to tell you no lies we don't want to mislead you misguide you we want to be very direct you want your salvation you want to make sure before you leave this earth where you want to go yes 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 you don't have that security Mm. You know, and people, you know, loved ones pass, people preach them right into heaven and knowing they never accept the Lord, and they're down in hell. Mm. Oh, I'll see them later. Yeah, you see them later. If you don't get saved, they're gonna be, you're going to visit them in hell, too. <laughs> yes, sir. So, so you better be careful by saying, I'll see them later. Mm. I'm not going to see anybody later that's, that died. <laughs> that's right. 
you know. But it's a serious matter. You know, we take salvation very serious. Yes. Because that's the most, one of the most quality decisions we're going to make on this earth. Amen. You know, and so anyway, getting back to Ephesians chapter 2, notice again, Minister Paul, the wonderful word, the beautiful word when he says by grace. Yes. By grace means we didn't earn it. We might not deserve it. We didn't have to work for it. We didn't have to do anything to get it. It was God's grace. Yes. In other words, when he says grace, God looked past every mistake, every sinful thing that you might have done in your earthly body. Look as if though it never happened and says, I'm presenting grace to you. Man, who would not want that? Mm. Now, matter of fact, I can't think of any good or perfect person besides Jesus. That's right. No one. I don't know anyone to ever even come up, even nowhere near the kind of man that Jesus was. So God understands why he introduced that word grace. Well, by grace you're saved. Or by grace you've been delivered from this. Or whatever it might be. For by grace you are saved. And notice the other key word, through faith. Mm. Not by your works. Not by any other things that, that gets God's attention. Because grace is free. It's a free gift. And all we got to do is reach out to the Lord. Thank you for Jesus. He is the gift I receive him. And there goes your salvation is now sealed until the day you die. That's the nice part. Amen. For by grace you are saved through faith. He said, not of yourself. It is the gift of God. That's Amen. God. God's gift was sending Jesus into this world. That was God's gift. Yes. Watch his own son to be punished, to be tormented, to suffer. He paid a price so that we never have to see this place, but thank God we talk about it. Yes, we don't talk yes. about it to make you fearful. We don't talk about it to make you scared. We just tell you what the facts are. And the facts are, if you die without Jesus, I have to be very honest, very direct, you will not go to heaven. Whew. If you love your religion, so be it. If, if your religion going to think, if you believe your religion is going to deliver you at the end, so be it. But what happens? You found out that you're wrong and you can't correct it. So here, that's the basic. By grace of faith. Through faith, not a works uh, that is a gift of God. Now, anything else you want to add there, Minister Paul? No, but what we're going to do is let the uh, listeners get a chance to uh, meditate on what was just said, and we will be right back. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My name is Nicole Lowe, and I am a licensed real estate professional here in the state of Nevada. I am a buying and selling specialist for SBI Real Estate Group. We are proud to be a Christian-owned and operated real estate firm with over 36 years of experience. At SBI Real Estate Group, we believe in professional real estate representation using biblical Christian principles for all of our clients. We assist all our clients with their real estate needs, treating you the way we expect to be treated with courtesy, compassion and respect. Financing is still very affordable as interest rates are still historically low. So take advantage of paying less for property ownership. Give me a call for all your buying and selling real estate needs and find out why our motto is we make real estate easy. Call me at 702-287-0332 and I will be glad to assist you with your real estate endeavors. That is 702-287-0332. Call us today. God bless. Amen. Welcome back. If you're just not joining, you're listening to Journey to Eternity on KKVB, Christian Talk Radio. And we are in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, and get ready to go into verse 9. Take it away there, Reverend. Amen. And just before we get there, Minister Paul, let me continue on this part here. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And to challenge the people why 
they they rather be a sinner. Hmm. They don't choose to be a sinner per se because they like the sinful lifestyle. Right. Because see, a sinful lifestyle, in their mind, there is no accountability. Correct. We can't correct them because they say, hey, I can do what I want to do, which is true. Amen. But now notice the reasons behind that kind of belief. If we go back to what David said over in Psalm chapter 10, and if you look at verse number 4, this is why the world... Let me just speak about America, not the world, because I live in America, so we know what's going on in this country. And we see what takes place, you know, in different states and, and around this country here. And you see so much killing today. You see so much, I mean, terrible things that they afflict upon other human beings. And why do they do that? The answer is very clear. See, if, you, if we have no consciousness of God, we're going to do evil. If we're in Christ and we do something wrong, there's a conviction. Lord, I'm sorry I did that. I made a mistake. And I do my best not to repeat that. See, that's what grace is. But when this particular verse, number four, and here David tells it very quickly. He didn't say good people start out the wicked. A person that's wicked don't have no relationship with the Lord. That's a wicked person. You, could, you really can't, I mean, trust a wicked person. There's no telling what they'll do from one moment to the other. I'm quite sure it doesn't matter what state you live in. You turn on the news, somebody's got murdered or killed. Yes, right. Somebody got raped or or abducted. That's right. This is all around America. And that's why he says here, the wicked, through the pride of his conscience, will not. Will not seek after God. He said, for God is not in all his thoughts. And that's why they had the freedom to do the evil. Take the example, you get believers and they're born again, and we're about to do something as evil. See, God is in our thoughts. He said, you know, I can't do that. You know, we have that immediate conviction. I can't do that because it's going to hurt somebody or ruin somebody. But a person without God, you know, they have no emotions. They ask people, why did you do this? I don't know. Something told me. Or, or whatever the case might be. So that's one illustration. So if a person has God in their thought, there's no telling what they'd do. Mm. And then the second one, if you look over in chapter uh, 14, this is another reason why I'm just showing why people do bad things. People wonder, why do they do this? How come, you know, they're trying to put the answers already in the scripture? Yes, it is. Tell us why they're doing this. It's no big surprise, you know. It's no surprise that all those folks decided to storm the White House. You know, they had a motive. It was misled, misguided. And now they're paying the consequences. And now you hear many of them, what? They're repenting. You know, they're repenting for what they did. But see, if they had the Lord in their heart and living, they said, you know, I can't do this evil. I can't go up there and be destructive. That's anywhere, anywhere in America, you know. But notice what it says here in 14, and verse 1. The fool. You didn't see an intelligent person, a fool. That's what that person, the fool, has said in his heart. There's what? Mm. No God. That's right. Words, he's strictly an atheist. Wow. I mean, you know, the Bible you don't use the word atheist. That's what it is. So if you are an atheist or a non-believer, that means you, you have to do anything. You know? And it's hard if you really want to trust them because, why? They don't have God. They have no conscience. They don't care if they robbed your house or do whatever. And he made it clear. Fool has, uh, has said in his heart, there is no God. Oh, man. 
Man, that tells you right there why we have a problem. Yes. You know, as a matter of fact, if the churches today were more effective and preached the gospel, you would really have a bigger change with the congregation. Yes. Because they're getting watered-down messages, and, you know, and, and, and begin to say, we understand why you're doing No, make it direct. You're doing wrong because you, you, you have not come up to the level of enjoying your salvation. You know, once we come born again, we come changed. That's why we make a statement. Things I used to do, I don't do anymore. Because it's a comparison. God gets no pleasure out of this. God is no rejoicing in this. Yes. So that's your guidance. I can't do that. If there's praise to it, then that's different. But if no praise, hey, can't touch it. If anything else on that, minister, I just want to get those two thoughts in. No, that's good, Reverend. That's good. You know, we can talk about salvation all day. That's right. Mm-hmm. Man, you know, it's just, you know, Scripture is just... To the point, and it's gonna cut. And when you look at it, you know the like you said, the fool says in his heart, "There is no God." You know, and how many people walk around and either, well, I gotta get myself together. There is no God because they're doing whatever they want to do, and there's no immediate disciplining on the spot. People aren't getting burnt up, and I'm quite sure if we were, it'd be a whole different world. So. Man, Scripture's putting it right there for you. We got to, we, we're making choices, and now those choices come consequences. So we got to, we hope that you make the right choice. We're pointing you to Scripture. God is one that shall not lie. He cannot lie. Please, woo, pay attention. This is good stuff. Thank you, Reverend. Hey, amen. And just like as you were saying, I was thinking back. I had a good friend during the time we were in college. Mm-hmm. I tried to locate him since, I, you know, after I've been out, out of the country. I can't locate him in no kind of way. Yes, sir. But I remember after I became born again. Yes. Because we were friends and we were college students. And the first thing I wanted to do was pray for his salvation. And his name was David. I said, hey, Dave. I said, you know what? I said, I don't know whether if you have or not, but I want to pray that, you know, you accept Jesus so that you ever leave this earth, that you go to heaven. And out of his mouth, that's what he said. He says, I'm an atheist and I don't believe there's a God. Wow. Yeah, it didn't change my friendship with him. I kept the friendship. We kept, you know, you know, as, as, as friends would do. But the difference was out of his own mouth. Wow. And then, and then he went on to say his mother and father also are atheists. So what that tells you, I mean, out of their own mouth, I'm an atheist. I don't believe there's a God. And when mm. he said that, I didn't go no further after There's nothing else I could say. Because he did not say, you know, but he kept our friendship. You know, he have his beliefs. I got my beliefs. That's right. You know, so I don't throw people away because they don't believe that, you know, in their salvation, but I just feel sorry for them. And the only thing we could do is lift them up before the Lord. That's right. The way I do that, Lord, since, I, since they failed to, for the witness that I just give them, I just thank you that you send other laborers across their path. Yes. And maybe somebody else can, you know, uh, spread the word and they come around. Mm. If he did die or he's not living, if he still had that attitude, I know where he is. He's in hell. You know, he probably regret the decision that he made. So that's what that was about, Minister Paul. Until back in Ephesians chapter two, uh, chapter two, and notice verse number nine. Yes. And every time I think about this word here, not of works, not of works. And you know, I got to go back to a person. I think most of us enjoyed his, his talent, his skills, his knowledge. And that was Muhammad Ali. That's right. And his family were were. Christian folks, and like out of his own mouth, he said, you know, the religion that he saw, he said, didn't meet his needs. 
And then he went on to say later on, he says when he became a Muslim, and I guess it's whatever the reason or whatever inspiration he got, he stayed true to what he believed. But the reason I'm bringing him up, because I go back to a, a statement that his wife uh, made, and she made it on national news. And the last words he said prior to his death, Minister Paul, you know what that was? What was that? All of the good work. He did a lot of good work. No question about it. Mm-hmm. You know, he tried to help folks. I mean, I mean, wonderful things. Yes. And he said, I hope my good works will get me into heaven. Mm. Man, I tell you. And we just reading right here in this verse number nine. He says, not a work that any man should boast. Yes. I don't care if you gave somebody millions of dollars. I don't care if you built homes for the homeless people to live in. I don't care if you did all these wonderful things, which is a nice, I think that's wonderful, but you didn't have the salvation, so all the good works you did is in vain. Yes. Hmm? You won't be able to stand before the Lord and say, Lord, didn't I do all these good things on the earth? Didn't I do all these things? I love so. He said, but you missed the mark. You did not receive my son. That's right. You know? And so now I, I can't change what I've already declared in the Scripture. Hmm? Amen. About every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord, you know, of their salvation. Amen. That was that. So if you don't do that, you have no passports for eternal for eternal life in heaven. You know. Woo. We just want to make people aware. Yes, sir. You, know, you get people that's listening to the program. You know, tell your family, tell your friends. Look at the scripture we're talking about. Say, you know what? I never heard you receive Jesus, but I want to make sure. Yeah. We don't know who your families are and your friends, but you know who Amen. they are. And you take that opportunity. And uh, Reverend, you know what? And, and, and when you were saying that and used uh, a very famous person as an example in this, I was thinking, and, and just out of my own life as an example, when I um, <clears throat> was first became a conscious and God had was tapping me on the shoulder and I was looking around and a lot of times we one of the tricks of the enemy and I don't know somebody may be struggling in this area one of the tricks of the enemy is to use anything at his disposal so that could be race uh, religion uh, your upbringing nothing is off limits and when I think about here, here's this boxer, very famous, and um, as they call it now, influencer, and had a lot of influence on people. And I, race was a big part of it because of when he grew up and the things that were going on. And certain religions will offer you key things in certain points of time that would appear to make sense. Once again, we're back to what you said earlier. Don't lean on your own understanding. And... When you go that route, because even when I was looking, you know, the uh, Islamic faith brought something that I thought was very key, but it didn't feel right. And when I watched certain things, and I'm just saying it, it wasn't for me. And when I watched certain things that were happening, it just didn't feel right to me. And I just like, mm, nah, this is not it. So listen to your gut. Just don't force your way in and get caught in something that you feel you got to do. Let God speak to you. And if it doesn't feel right, then it probably isn't. And uh, I was so glad when God called me and chose me and I really got into the word and did not lean on any of the senses, race and all this other stuff and really listen to the word and start diving into the word of God. And then it made a world of difference for me. 
Amen. And, and by you sharing that, Minister, uh, it, it took me back to the time when I was about 14 years mm-hmm. old. And at the age of 14, uh, a friend of mine, we, we grew up in Lenox City. Yeah. On our way somewhere, it was summertime, walking. And what happened, we, we was, came across, we, we were in the vicinity of a Muslim uh, place of worship. And and being the age that we were, and he said, telling us young men, you know, that we were speaking, we want you to come in and hear, the, you know, what they had to say, right? Right. And neither one of us had interest, but by them being older, they had such influence. And so before... They had an open door, and before you could go into the main sanctuary, they had to search us down, right? Right. So they searched us, and we were 14 years old, to make sure we had no knives, no guns, none of that. And then they told me to take my wallet and put it on the shelf, and that's when I said, oh, man, they're going to steal my $5. <laughs> 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 I did. I was, I was going to be, you know, you know, hands raised up. And what had happened was Tyler went through all the searches, Whatever took place in there, the, the service was over. Mm. And so I got my wallet back. I had my five dollars in it. I said, from that day on, they had never get that chance to do that again to me. Wow. But, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I was, you know, 14 years of age, you know, right. at that time. And I'll never forget that experience. I said, never again. Wow. You know, and then later on, 14 years later, I what? I became born again. Amen. You know, that's, when the, that's when my life fully changed then. Amen. You know? So it shows you the, dis- the, the difference in time and the maturity and, and have a little understanding because what I saw, even in your regular churches, they never offered nothing. Mm. You know, all I heard the preacher get up and sweat and preach and all. That's all I saw. And I said, that didn't interest me. Yeah. And so I had no interest. I stayed away from the church, but I still believed there was a God. Yes. I still believed Jesus was the Son of God, but I never accepted him personally until I understood what salvation I didn't understand what salvation was. And once I understood that, that means you accept the Lord as your Savior. That means you leave this earth, you go to heaven. I said, man, it was something like that. I took it very quickly. Yes, yes. There was no question in my mind. <laughs> man, I accepted the Lord. Boy, and I tell you what, I never regret that. I feel great about it every day. Amen. So that's just a little history there, Minister Paul. Yes, sir. You know, so we have to tell our testimonies. We have to share our stories. Yes. You know, people, everyone has stories to tell or testimonies to give. Yes, they do. Yeah. And, and we're looking at that by works. And some people will boast on that work. Oh, I gave all this money to this charity. I yeah. Gave, you can't boast on what you have done. First of all, it wasn't your money anyway. It was God's money. Amen. <laughs> you know? So anyway, then it gets right there in verse 15, uh, verse 10 minutes. Uh, any questions up to this point? No, nah, this is good stuff, Reverend. A lot of meat. Amen. Verse 10 says, for we are his. Notice that. We used to be the devil's workmanship for your solid nail. So now we change lords, now we God's workmanship. Boy, doesn't that make us feel better? Yes. We're his workmanship. Because we didn't know what you know how to, to go about following God. We didn't have I didn't have the instructions, I didn't have the knowledge. You know, so here, now that we now that we do know we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. I didn't know that. But I know it now. So now we have Christ in us, and he goes on and says, and because we have Christ in us, what does it do now? It produces what? Good works. Hmm? We do things that can be a blessing. You know, so, so before that time, we had bad works, mischievous works. We were doing devilish things. We thought it was funny. We laughed about it. See, now because we mature, we don't do that anymore. Amen. We don't, we don't do that anymore. 
you know, say, hey, you know, if God can't get no glory, can't get no praise, first thing, I can't do that anymore. You know, I did it because I was immature. I did it because I lacked knowledge and understanding. You know, I just, you know, we just, we just can't do that. You know, but mm. that's how it goes. And so, <clears throat> so again, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, good works, which God has ordained that we should walk in them. So you got to start living and walking and serving the Lord spiritually. Amen. That's how it works now. You see, you know, that's the dedication. I give my life to the Lord. Once we say we give our life to the Lord, then when he intervenes and asks us to speak or do things, we have to be obedient. You know, we made the confession. That's why I ended up going out of the country. He spoke to me to go to the Philippines. You know, he created me for that particular work. Yes. Man, I went. I've learned so much. I've, you know, so many wonderful things and testimonies came out of that. I'm blessed that I did go. You know, people used to ask, how come you went to the Philippines? I said, well, because the Lord told me. I did it for his good work. <laughs> Anything else that minister for? No, that's good, Reverend. What we're going to do is take our last and final break, and we're going to just go right through. Hello, everyone. I'm Pastor Ronald E. Stanfield, Sr., the senior pastor of the Covenant Christian Fellowship Church. I want to invite you to come worship with us as we lift the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We're a Bible-based, spirit-filled, come-as-you-are church, overflowing with a diverse group of God's wonderful people. We offer many opportunities for you to connect and get involved, which range from children and young adult studies to adult men and women's studies. We meet for Sunday morning worship at 8 o'clock a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Sunday school begins at 9 o'clock a.m. And Bible study on Wednesdays at 6 o'clock p.m. Please give us a call for other times and opportunities for you to connect at 702-399-2199. That is 702-399-2199. We're located at 7635 Dean Martin Drive, Suite 200, between Blue Diamond and Warm Springs. Please come and see what God has for you as a new feast is prepared each week to feed your soul. We hope to see you very soon as we love families as well as singles. Until then, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. All right. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Journey to Eternity, and we are in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2. Get ready to go into verse 11. All right, Reverend. Yeah, and just before we get there, Minister Paul, let me do one other thing for information for the listener. Absolutely. If, if we go back to the book of St. Matthew's chapter 7, and we look at verse number 20 through um, 22, we look at those verses there. This is the introduction to this particular passage of Scripture. And I like what it says. See, we don't have to judge people. That's the good thing. We don't have to make decisions or things of that nature. Amen. The information. Verse 20 says, this is again, Matthew chapter 7, verse 20 says, Wherefore, by their fruits, <coughs> you know them. Right there, by their fruits, how they live, how they speak, what they say, what they, you know them by their fruits. Amen. And, and, and we know that if you go into a vineyard and, and your apple tree is not producing good fruit, you're not going to eat the rotten apple. Spoiled, you know, you won't touch because, it's, it's, you know, it's just spoiled. Well, same thing with people. You look at their fruit. He said, man, they don't have good fruits. They're always lying. 
they always stealing, they scheming. I said, you, you, you know, so their works would tell you that person, you know, you got to be aware of. And then Jesus goes on and tells us the story. See, we're not judging folks. They judge themselves by what they do. And the only thing we do is see the evidence of it. So we don't judge folks and say, oh, they're evidence, and they're doing these certain things. And then he goes in verse 21 to show you what's going to happen. He says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, mm. but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Ooh. And I just say, oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, people use the name Lord, Lord, oh, yeah. They use that, but guess what? That doesn't mean they're going to enter into heaven. That's right. Because they say Jesus. Sometimes you see people say, oh, Jesus Christ. They use that name just out of whatever. So he goes on and tells the rest of the story, and then he tells verse 22. And the word that, that will get your attention when he used the word many. It would have been nice if he said few. He said many. Man, can you imagine? That's a big number. And in that number, he says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name or talked about you in your name? Sheriff? He says, and in thy name cast out devils and do, and in thy name done many wonderful works. They, they're making a statement because you know why they're making a statement? Because they're afraid. They're mm. afraid because they know what's going to happen. So they're trying to give a, a good presentation saying, I'm doing all these great things. And then finally, Jesus responds. He knows exactly what we've done on this earth. So there's no surprise. And then he finally says in verse 23, And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Mm. Man, who would want to hear those words? Not I. He says, I say, I know what your work says. You're not going to sit there and, and fabricate. This is what, what the truth is. He says, and then you're calling me Lord, Lord. He says, but I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Man, a lot of, he said many ministers called many, not just a few. Man, that's a whole lot of folks. That's right. We, you, that's why, that's why the, the scripture, I think, is either Isaiah or Jeremiah made the statement, hell will enlarge itself to meet you at its coming. So in other words, hell will open up a little bit more each time somebody comes in if it was already full. It will enlarge Ooh. itself. Ooh. And here Jesus said, and many... So therefore, there's plenty of room in hell for anybody who wants to go there. Oh, my goodness. But I'm, I'm going to say it with a surety. I speak for myself. They'll never see me there. You're going to see me there. Because the place is a place of torment and suffering. That's right. Everyone that rejected, and that's what they're going to live with for all eternity. I, re, I rejected the Savior. I rejected mm. heaven as my, my Lord. That's why I'm here. But mm. right. that said, Minister Paul, anything you want to add to those thoughts? Yeah, as we pointed out earlier, hell's a place of torment. There's going to be no party. You, I don't even think you're going to look for someone because I have yet to see someone who is in torture, pain, and agony look for folks because weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen. And there's a lot of, you know, it talks about it in Revelations and throughout the Bible. And... It's not a place that was designed for us. Amen. Amen. And then, Minister Paul, and see, the reason that we give our testimony, you know, we give a testimony as a believer, we give a testimony as a non-believer. And, and we give as a non-believer, we're witnessing what mistakes we made. Yes. And how we correct it because now we're believers. So, so our, our past can help somebody else to... 
so we can identify, yes, I did what you did. Yes, I did some of those silly, stupid stuff. Yep. But now I don't do that anymore because I've changed. And this is what the writer is saying here in verse number 11. He says, wherefore, remember, remember that you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh. So that's why people do things by their feelings. Oh, I, this, this is what I feel like. See, the feelings will get us in trouble. It might feel good now, but you're going to pay later. It's a price to pay because your feelings misled you, misguided you. You thought it was fun. You thought it was exciting. And that's why he tells the story. Therefore, remember that you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcised. That's like a non-believer. By which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hand. Mm. So when the Jews practiced that kind of thing, either one of them is really out of touch for us today. Now, under the Old Testament, that was what they had to do. Every uh, person that got circumcised, they followed that command. But today, your circumcision is in vain. Mm. Because if that was the case, everybody, matter of fact, we got circumcised when we were babies. We didn't know it, but, you know, that's what doctors did. So just because we got circumcised, that didn't didn't produce salvation. (laughs) No, it didn't. You know, I'm glad I don't remember the pain or, or whatever it went through, but that's what they normally did with the babies. I think today is a little different. I think they get, have to get permission from the parents, I believe. Yeah, they do. You know, the laws have changed and all these other kind of things. Before, it was a, a health issue, but some folks don't want that to happen because they related to religion. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Because you don't approve of a religious thing, and you rather keep the affliction. I mean, it's amazing what goes through people's heads. Mm. If something's of a benefit, you go ahead and do it while they... You know why they're babies and they can't feel all the pain and the torment. Yeah. Now, the rest of verse 12 says this, Mr. Paul. He said, that time, <clears throat> verse number 12, that at the time you were without Christ. Notice that. We were without Christ. Man, we were, man, we, we were in danger. Didn't even know it. Man, every day we was, it was like a walking time, time bomb. Mm. Man, somebody, we could have got snatched off this earth. And, man, we could have been in that place of torment. And each time I think about that, I, I could have died in my sins. And every time I think about that, that made me more stronger to want to serve the Lord. Amen. So go back to that's what grace was. <laughs> you know, I could have, you know, continue on this, the pleasures of sin and whatever that might have been. Yes. Man, I look at it now, but I shake. I said, man, I could end in a terrible place. And he goes on and says uh, uh, that in time past, we were without Christ being alien from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise. Notice this, having no hope without God in this world. If that doesn't scare somebody, I don't yeah, know what Yeah. Having yeah. no hope. So that means that once a person departs from the earth without Christ, there is no hope. There's nothing God can do. God can't change his words because I'll make exceptions for this person. They have no hope. You know, let me, let me say it this way as well, Minister Paul. There's a lot of good people that's not even Christians. They just live a good life. But they're living it without Christ, and guess what? They fall into the same category. Yes. And people say, you know, they were good all their life. I know they're in heaven. You can't just base it on, on, on their goodness. No. Nope. What you can base on, did they ever accept Jesus? No. Nope. They did all these good things. Hopefully Christ was in their life. And if Christ was not in their life, they did good works. There's no hope. Man, that's, that's right. That's, that's not a good-sounding word. No, that's, it isn't. Having no hope without God in this world. <laughs> If that doesn't make people shake, well, I don't know what will. Hmm? It should shake everybody up. Any question on that, then, Yeah, that definitely got to get your attention there. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I can't even imagine that. Amen. 
And then, and then it goes into what verse uh, thirteen it says. But now, oh man, I like that word. But now, yeah. <laughs> now we looked at our past, <laughs> and now we looking at our present and our future. But now, <laughs> they, yes. Now we feel good about ourselves. He says, "But now, mm. in Christ Jesus, yes, you who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ." That's right. Man, we changed our direction quick, didn't we? Huh? Yes. Yeah, but now I know who I am in Christ. By the blood. I know who who you know who I serve. I know where the blessings come. I don't have to worry about where I'm gonna go when this life is over. Amen. You know, folks very bold. I need to going to heaven. Amen. Whether they want to hear it, whether they don't want to hear it, but I'm speaking the truth biblically. I'm going to heaven when I leave here. Amen. See, I'm, I'm going I'm, to heaven too. You know. And then people look at you, but who you think you are? I think I'm the son of God. That's who I think I am. <laughs> yes. I'm not the son, but I'm one of the sons of God. That's right. You know, and, and like I said, we do it with joy. We do it with a smile on the face. We try to inspire somebody else. That's right. I'm in Christ now. There's hope now. That's right. Hey, I didn't write the scriptures. I only believe what was said. That's right. Amen. Verse 14. He said, for he is our peace. Hmm? I don't care what people go through in life. I don't care what frustration you're enjoying. If you're in Christ, we got his peace. Amen. You know, our peace is all messed up, screwed up. We don't even know what peace, but his peace, man, I tell you what, we, we're winners. Ooh, yes, sir. Jesus, I mean, talk about his peace. He was at peace when he was crucified. Mm. How was he at peace? He didn't say one mumbling word about his accuser. He didn't say one thing when he was beaten. His face was distorted. He didn't complain. He didn't murmur. Only the words that came out of his mouth was gracious words. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Man, how many people can rise up to that level? None. You know, why are they talking bad? People get upset if somebody say something about you that's not true. Don't get upset about that old petty stuff. Man, we want to be like, better stuff that you can deal with. Oh, they're talking about because I did Hey, they're going to talk, and they're going to keep on talking. That's right. But you know what the truth is. You know what your motives are. So be be comfortable for who you are in Christ. Amen. Simple as that. You following the word, doesn't matter what people say after that. That's right. What the truth is, we know what the reality is. Anything else, Minister Paul? Man, that is just, whew, that's a lot of meat on that bone. And we just hit our five-minute mark. And I just wanted to say that when you look, it's only by the blood. And that blood has power that is still Amen. strong and covering us. And he, you know, Christ died for everybody. Amen. And you, it just doesn't get any better than that. I, I'm, I'm even at a loss of words. I get choked up just thinking about it. And he he loved us so much. And no matter what you did, and we all, like I think you mentioned earlier in the ministry, that we have different paths that we took. You know, uh, God took you one way. God took me another way. Our listeners, everybody who's listening or under the sound of my voice has a different story and a different way that they got here. So, man, don't discount that. But you, there's going to be people that said, Lord, Lord. And your heart's got to be right. And when we do the confession and you have to confess with your mouth, believe in your heart and mean it. And the enemy wants to whisper into your ear, oh, well, uh, you know, you could lose that salvation. 
Nah, when you get it and you understand it and you mean it and you know that there's no other religion, someone has sacrificed anything for us. None. Find it. Let me know. Send me something. Jesus did it. And that that's where I'm staying. That, that's where I'm, uh, I'm good. <laughs> As they would say, I don't like that phrase, but I'm going to say it right now. I'm good. I'm going to heaven. And Paul told us there's multiple levels in heaven. And I'm quite sure the bottom level is better than hell. So that's a place you don't want to go. So we're around the three-minute mark there, Reverend. Uh, anything you want to add before we uh, do what we do here? No, I just appreciate, I just appreciate your, your ending thoughts of you know, where we've been and what God is doing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I appreciate the scriptures and you just breaking it down so that you know, our, our hands are washed, and I hope the listeners listen, get a copy, go back, review it, or get a Bible, study it. Uh, just, man, um, it's just something that you don't want to end up in hell. It's something that we have to keep going and keep pushing through and persevering despite what we see. Now they're starting to come out with all this alien stuff. The enemies never, you know, we just got finished with Trump, then we're looking at Biden, and now we got the borders, and now we got aliens, and all this other stuff. It's just one thing after the other. But what's consistent, and there's no question about it, is Christ Jesus. Amen. So with that being said, Reverend, can you do us the honors? Amen. Repeat these words by saying, Father God. Father God. I confess with my mouth. I confess with my mouth. And I believe in my heart. And I believe in my heart. That Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ. Died for me. Died for me. And delivered me from all unrighteousness. And delivered me from all unrighteousness. And I can boldly say. And I can boldly say. To anyone that was willing to hear me speak. To anyone that's willing to hear me speak. That I am now a child of the Lord. That I am now a child of the Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Whoa, if you said that for the first time, congratulations. And I did get a handle on a uh, sound machine, so I'm going to get that in here and get applause going. And it's just an awesome time, a celebration. The angels are dancing, and it's all due to God. It's nothing we did. We just do the invitation. You said it. You believe it in your heart. You confess with your mouth. You're the one that's going to be on the path to heaven, and you're the one that's going to be establishing a personal relationship with our Savior. Because we sin, we needed a Savior. Because we're sinners, we need a Savior, and that's Christ Jesus. And Jesus alone and he died on the cross he took every last one of your say he knew you was going to be a murderer he knew you was going to be a rapist he saw all these things he saw that you were an abuser he saw this he's saying that he knows the thieves he knows those he he took it all to the cross and for the first time he was separated from the father that's how heavy that burden was but he did it and he did it because he loves us hmm Ooh, I best stop before I get choked up and come each week. Come call in. Journey to Eternity. We'll be here. We love you. Have a safe week. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to Journey to Eternity. If God has touched your heart by what you just heard, please send your support to KKVV and Care Up Journey to Eternity, 3185 South Highland Drive, Suite 13, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89109.
And you can also visit our website at www.elitechristianministries.org. And until next time, this is Journey to Eternity, blessing you every day. Always remember that we love you.